Hi everyone, it's Tessa and Joe from the Unveiling Paradise Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Tessa, summer is almost here and so many of our listeners are about to have their epic destination wedding. And we are so excited for you guys. Before the big day, guys, we want you to make sure you listen to these three episodes. Episode 62, Deep Diving Your Wedding Ceremony. Episode 53, Questions Your Wedding Guests Will Ask. And episode 31, the final countdown to your wedding day. And if you're planning your wedding here in Hawaii, hit us up and ask us about our Unveiling Paradise podcast promo. Happy planning. Welcome everyone to the Unveiling Paradise podcast show. Hello, Tessa. Hi, Joe. I'm excited to be here today. (laughs) Yay, me too. (laughs) Happy to have you. We are talking about this one thing today, your MC, your wedding MC. I think... An MC is the heart of your wedding reception. If you have an excellent MC, they're going to keep your crowd, your audience, your guests entertained. Having a lousy MC can lead to a really boring reception. So today we've brought in one of our favorite MCs, Wes Nakano, who is the owner of From Above Entertainment to kind of talk about some of these things. So welcome to the show, Wes. What's up, Joe? What's up, Tess? Hi, Wes. Hello. Excited to have you here. I'm excited. You know how long I've been trying to get on top of your podcast? I know. I get all the texts. I know that. You guys have been fighting it. I'm here. He wore us down. Welcome. Thank you. Well, we always love having you at weddings because you do bring the entertainment. You are a great MC. You guys Thank do you. a lot of different things too. So yes. today we kind of want to talk about your wedding reception, how to make it fun, how to make it dynamic, how to keep your crowd engaged. Before we do that, let's have you introduce yourself to our listeners. Well, my name is Wes Nakano. Um, I go by Wild Wild West. I am the owner of From Above Entertainment. I've been emceeing since I was 17. In 2016, we started our business officially as a wedding company, which was really scary for me because weddings are something big in Hawaii. It's um, a big party. It's not like how I, when I used to work on radio, I worked in the nightclubs where everybody's just drinking and having fun. Weddings, you have about 85 to 90 per- percent of the people sober listening to you. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's, they're watching you like completely. So when we were talking about it in 2015, me and my wife, Julie, um, she's like, I want you to try and do weddings and stuff. And I said, no, 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 no. That's scary because that's like people actually watching and listening to you. But she's like, you have a God-given talent and an, um, a gift. And I was like, what is my God-given gift? And she's like, you can emcee it. And at that time, I, I really thought to myself, ah, if I can do it because I'm not special. Anybody else can do it because I, I... You're special. special <laughs> You're special. Ed, special Ed. <laughs> I never thought I could do what I used to do in a slimmed down version, but still make people laugh. So that's the best part about what I get to do as a job. I get to see and be part of these big special events, these once in a lifetime events. So that's the greatest part about this wedding industry. This is actually giving me a lot of pause for thinking about the difference between a nightclub DJ versus a wedding DJ. You're totally right. The crowd is totally different. You might have grandma who's mm-hmm. 85 years old mm-hmm. and like, you know, her granddaughter who's five years old. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's such a completely different spectrum than a club and how you keep everyone entertained 
has got to be a challenge. It's a big challenge to any wedding DJ across the board because at the club, you're just playing high-energy music. You just want people to drink and talk story and have fun. At a wedding reception, there's pauses, there's breaks, there's those first stances, those in- intimate moments that you have to get through. And people are still listening to you. And again, like how you said, Joe, you're playing to a big spectrum. You got grandma who's 85, you got a five-year-old. So you got to make sure you try and hit every single genre and keep them happy at the same time. So it is kind of a stressful five hours, but it's also fun. And that's why we love what we do because we are, everybody in this industry, honestly, is somewhat crazy if you look at across the board from photographers to wedding planners to everybody that works in the industry everything is stressed in <laughs> stress junkies i like it how do you manage that how do you make it actually all work though? we'll have an episode just on that <laughs> but i think you know today west that's what we want to talk about right kind of deep diving into the reception program just kind of figuring out you know all of the different elements how do you cater to this wide range of personalities and vibes and and keep them entertained so that's what we want to talk about today so let's get started let's go welcome to unveiling paradise your go-to destination wedding podcast i'm tessa wedding planner and owner of fred and kate events and i'm joe wedding and adventure photographer of joseph esser photography we are based in hawaii one of the biggest most popular locations for destination weddings We want to share our real-life experiences with you, give you insight from a professional's perspective, and still make sure you're having fun in the process. We're huge believers in the fact that planning a destination wedding can be one of the most amazing experiences, and we want to bring you along. We're so excited to talk with you about weddings, Hawaii, and everything else under the sun. So pack your bags and let's get started. Okay, guys, we are back with another episode of Unveiling Paradise, and today we have Wes Nakano from From Above Entertainment. Hello, hello, hello. We are so excited again to have you here, and again, today we're going to get started and kind of talk about the reception program, the different elements, and again, how do you cater to everyone to keep them entertained? I have picked what I consider maybe controversial wedding reception topics. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure. Maybe some of them are, maybe some of them aren't. But as an MC, I'm sure you've seen it all. So what I want to do is kind of go through almost like a semi game because I love games. I'm sure you know that. Okay. And kind of go through these different topics. What do you think of them? And what can we do to make it even better? Okay. Okay, so that's what we're going to do. So the first one is the grand entrance. And for everyone listening, right, the grand entrance is the announcement of the bride and groom, likely the wedding party, when they all come in. First, what are your thoughts on that? And then do you, have you seen anything different or what do you consider to make it even better? I like the grand entrance because it's their first official time coming in as a married couple. So it's it's their spotlight time besides the ceremony for them to come in. Of course the wedding party is going to be there if they do have a wedding party. Sometimes they have they don't have a wedding party, but I believe the grand entrance is their time. Like out of everything out of the reception, that's them. They get to get the full feeling of what just happened they married their best friend their other half so that the grand entrance to me is 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 a big part of the wedding and i i i always stress to a lot of my clients even though clients like the grand entrance is something for you folks on the flip side i know there's some 
introverted people that don't like the grand entrance, and that's totally that's totally fine too. Um, I've done where w- they don't want to be introduced; they just want to walk in or or to be seated at the front. And then you know what? Each client is different. Each person is different. Each vibe is different. So whatever their vibe is, I'll go along with their vibe. If they just want to be introduced as the newlyweds right here sitting down, hey, let's do it that way. If you don't want that much attention on you, eighty five percent to ninety percent of the weddings that I do. They want that grand entrance. That's what they want to feel. So for me, coming out of the gates, I'm already running 110% and no stopping me. But then I'll tame it down throughout the night just to feel the vibe. How do you make the entrance grand though, right? Instead of it just being an entrance, how do you make it grand? This is the party time. This is the time that I've been working since I was 17. So you get everybody up wild and crazy, throwing up stuff in their hands. Plus, you also got to think as an MC, you have photographers. Some photographers don't get a good amount of pictures. So if you can give something to the photographers to shoot, (laughs) at least it makes it more fun because at least they have things to now shoot and give back to their clients. Okay, but this is what I see a lot as a wedding planner. Mm-hmm. You have this wedding party. Say you have bridesmaids and groomsmen, and they've paired them all up. Mm-hmm. And now that you're asking them to walk in, they're walking in to, with someone that they don't really know. And now the bride and groom are saying, hey, and dance to this song. And they're like, okay, well, we're already awkward. Now we don't know this person. And now we have to walk and dance all the way to the beginning. They haven't thought it through, and they're just uncomfortable. So the whole thing, to me, sometimes can be cringy if they haven't prepped for it. I want to say to that, suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> not your day it's a couple day hey there you go what i usually do is i tell myself or my mcs that are on my team you go talk to the bridal party right before the grand entrance five minutes before the, the grand entrance you are prepping them you tell them hey you this is the song you're coming out to i need you guys to have fun because i'm gonna come out with this much energy you need to meet me halfway i know you guys are tired you guys had a long day this is the last thing I'm going to ask you as a bridal party to do. Just come out, have fun, wait till you get to the dance floor. And once you get sat down, sit down, relax and eat and just enjoy your time after that. Until the speech. Oh, that's true. <laughs> what I actually really like about what you also said is you're bringing the crowd into the event. Too. Mm-hmm. So like before the couple or before the wedding party actually enters, the crowd is up out of their chairs they're making noise like if you walk into a ballroom or you walk into a reception and everyone's sitting and they're you know like looking at their phones you don't get that vibe you won't get that experience yeah yeah so i think it's like i think it's like both it's like the crowd the couple i like i understand like everybody's on their phone nowadays but it's a wedding you came here to celebrate you took time out of your day why are you just going to sit there and just be like, oh, yay. <laughs> Get up out of your seat. That's just an entrance. We need a grand. Yeah. Grand. It's a grand it's a entrance. Grand. It doesn't just say just in entrance. It says G-R-A-N-D. Grand. Make that grand. I like that. I like okay. that you spelled it on the wall, too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're not doing video, Wes. No one can see your gestures. It, it's just how I am. I talk Keep with your my hands. hands. I know. <laughs> joking. Okay. So that is the grand entrance. Joe, are you okay with it? answer i love it i think it's perfect yeah okay. you gotta make it you gotta make it big it has to be big it has to be fun it has to be everybody out of their chairs celebrating because it is the moment that the party starts for me and i've honestly never thought of it that way you know i know it's a grand entrance but it is not an entrance it's a grand mm-hmm. entrance as you wrote on our wall mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay are we ready to move on to the next one let's go okay so the next one is the games right so during the program a lot of times to keep the time moving to keep people entertained Couples will choose to do 
a variety of different games, the Shuliwed game being one of them. And I have big feelings about that. And first, before we get into it, Joe, why don't you tell us what the Shuliwed game is? Okay, so we, we've talked about this before, but the Shuliwed game is where you have the couple, they'll be sitting back to back so they can't see each other, and they'll take that person's shoe and their shoe. Mm-hmm. And then whoever they think the answer fits best, they will be lifting that shoe up in the air, mm-hmm. right? So like, who's the better driver? Who's the better cook? That's like the Shuliwed game. The crowd gets to see their answers, and it's usually pretty funny. Is I it? Think. I think so. For me, number one, it's not really a game, right? Mm-hmm. No one's really winning. I think it's a great way, I guess, for people to get to know the couple more. Mm-hmm. But it's not interactive for the audience. So they're just watching another, in my head, almost like another speech. It's just one more thing for them to do where they're watching and not really interacting. So I actually started running to tables. So I, I make a quick announcement. Hey, I'm going to be coming around to your table. I need one question from your table. Go figure it out. And I'll jump around to tables left and right. Then I'll be like, okay, what is one question you want to ask? It has to be PG. <laughs> Maybe PG-13. Nothing more than that, please. This is still a family event. So I'll jump around to tables and I get the tables involved. Like I've had funny questions like, who would be most likely to use the last row of toilet paper and not put it back? And somebody said the bride and the bride actually raised her shoe and I was like... <gasps> <laughs> horrible and everybody started laughing so that's how i get it so i see your point yes if you just read off questions not really interacting but i've chosen to run around to tables i've started at the ending of the year trying to do that just to get more interactive because i've seen it all and i also understand too like the truly way game is just standing there and asking them questions and it does get monotonous after question seven right 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 but I also ask our clients to different questions about them. So I, maybe I can throw that. Or if there's a big bridal party, when they're away from the bride and groom, I'll ask them, hey, I'm going to ask you a question about the truly way game. I need you to come up with a question as cohesively as a group and individually. So I can actually feel time like that. I like what you said, though. I think that you should cater it to that crowd, right? Yeah. So I think that's one way to do it. I think for me, if I think about games in general, for some couples, it's awesome. It's mm-hmm. their jam. They, they're going to really enjoy that. For others, it might not be. Mm-hmm. Let's pause for a second. Let's talk about games, period. Like, are wedding games appropriate for every wedding? Like, how do you find out, like, with your couples, like, this is going to be a hit or this is going to be a flop? Their vibe at the wedding. That's the only way you can tell. Like, if you're not reading your crowd when they're walking in, then you're not doing your job as an MC, as an entertainer, because your job is to read that room before you even start talking. So what I do is I tell them I'll play certain games, but I'm not going to tell you what games I'm going to play until I feel the vibe of the room, because you can have the best clients. Their vibe is 110%. When you get to the party, their crowd is 50 So my job through grand entrance and stuff is try and get them to that 110. Sometimes they're just relaxers and chillers and they don't really want to do anything. So you just taper it to them. So it goes off the crowd vibe. Like if the crowd's not into it, you're not going to have that same reaction that if the crowd's into it. Okay, I'm still not convinced about the games, but let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it is. What about the garter toss, Wes? Okay, so this is a 50-50 with me. Like, I understand the garter toss is traditional. Do you? What do you understand about it? Because I've been trying to figure it out for a very long time. Okay, so I, I, I think it's just a way for a guy to dance to his wife. I don't know the exact terminology. I don't even know how it started. I really don't. I just know it traditionally. The bride throws the bouquet. The guy goes for the garter. Some of them are funny. 
some of them are awkward. <laughs> For me, I see it as a 50-50. Like, you don't have to do traditional stuff. Do it to you, how you want to do it. If you guys don't want to do it, don't do it. Because the last thing we need you to do is feel awkward at your own wedding. Like, I think you're right, though. When, when you think about the garter toss, I would say specifically the garter toss, sometimes it is like pulling teeth to get the guys out on the dance floor to catch this garter. Why do it then? For some couples, they love it. They just want that. They want pictures. And I totally understand that. But make it to something like you do. Like I've had where the bride already has the garter on her ankle, but the husband loves football. So he has a, like their place of football nicely between her legs. And he'll grab the the garter already So he doesn't have to go up the dress So the garter will already be on her ankle He'll put it on top of the football And he'll hike it or he'll throw it Which is cool Which is something different than yeah, Yeah. Flying the piece of underwear And and nobody And I you, we've all seen it. Just all the guys are just like, dum, da, dum, dum, da. I don't want to be here, but okay, whatever. I'm just going to stand here and support my friend. So one thing that Joe and I have said before is if you attach money to the garter, then maybe people will be like, put a hundred dollar bill on there and then maybe people will jump. If, for it. if you have to put money on a garter though, like it seems like you're still pulling teeth for people to catch this thing. I don't know. I'm on the fence about the garter toss. Like you said, I think it has to be the right vibe. It has to be the right crowd. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not for every wedding, mm-hmm. right? You, like, you can't do it at, like, a typical Asian, like, me and Tess are Asian. So you cannot do it at, like, a true traditional Asian, Asian-style wedding because... I would die if my husband went up my dress in front of my dad. Like, I would <laughs> die. Dude, when you got married, did you do your card removal? Oh, I of did. Of course you I did. did. <laughs> of course you did. And I was the idiot that was pulling pineapples out from the right one's dress and all this other stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> so this cool is an it. optional for you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Optional. Yes. Bouquet toss. Let's move into that. What do you think about that? Bouquet tosses are cool. There's a lot more weddings that I'm seeing that are not that many single people. So what I've been seeing and hearing and doing myself is um, we've been either doing bouquet dedications. Or I love that. Bouquet dedications are one of the biggest things now. I love it. So what a bouquet dedication is, if you haven't looked that up yet, it's where you take the bouquet and you don't have to call any of your single friends or anybody, but you dedicate that bouquet to somebody very, very special in your life. I think that's so much better than having random people just come up. But again, just like the garter toss, there's people that want to do it and let's go for it. Let's let's have some fun with it, whatever. Your bridal bouquet is extremely expensive. I don't know if people know how much that thing costs, but why do you want to toss it through the air for people to either fight for or let it drop to the ground? How much does it cost? Because I'm the DJ. I don't know. It can be anywhere from, I'd say, average is about $350 to $600 for a bouquet. It's a waste. It's a waste to throw your bouquet in the air. But it's also, I think, so fun if you have a bunch of single people that are like, I'm ready to get married, you know, and like, I think that makes it That's fun. true. That's very true. And the funny part is, like, we've all seen videos on YouTube about guys running away after their other halves have. <laughs> I've seen that a couple of times. I've, men. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a couple of guys just take off and I'm like, whoa! <laughs> Do you chase them? No, it's hilarious. Call them out? We all call them out. Like, everybody's laughing. I'm like, bro, I've never seen anybody run so fast before. Like, it was in the air. As soon as you touched their finger, you was gone. And he was like, <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready, bro. I'm not ready. But if your partner does catch the bouquet, you have to marry that person, right? It's the that's, rule. That's the rule. It's so the rule. I understand that. It is the rule. It is the rule. <laughs> the next one is near and dear to my heart. And that is smashing the cake. In your partner's face. 
Is that a yay or nay question or what is that? Well, it's kind of, it's a comment slash we all know it's a nay for me, but I guess I wanted Wes's opinion. I And there's only one right answer. Wait, can you do it right? Can you do it like where it's I guess like, no, it's no, no you, can't. What, you can't. I guess what do you think about it and what can we do instead of that? That that comes up to the bride and groom because usually the bride has spent five, six hours on top of her makeup. She spent all day looking all this beautiful. I think it's awkward in my sense. Thank but you. Wait, hold on though. It is okay for the bride to smash it in the groom's cake. I think that's awesome. But do not do that to your wife. You will be divorced quicker than you can blink your eyes. <laughs> yeah, but you know us guys, if our wife does it, we're you gotta do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see any guy, I don't know any guy that would stand there and let their other half smash a cake without reciprocating the love they have for their wife. They have to. They have to. <laughs> this is why it's a bad idea. You know, there's actually there was a study that said if you smash the cake in your partner's face, you have a, I don't know what the number was, but uh, this much more likelihood of getting a divorce. It's 100%. Is it 100%? It's 100% chance of getting divorced if you smash the cake in your wife's face. Because it has to do with, do you respect that person if they've spent hours doing their hair and makeup and then you, you know, smash the cake? No. It's not a good sign. I did do one wedding. The bride and groom changed. I knew about this before. They were going to smash the cake. They told us from the beginning, but they're going to go change their clothes. So the bride and groom left right before the cake cutting. They came back, bride had um, nice white hotel top and white shorts and white sneakers. Groom came back in shorts and everybody's like, oh. So the bride and groom said they wanted to do this game on style. So I'll just let the bride and groom do whatever they have to do. They literally took one handful each and everybody loved it. And it worked one time and they smashed each other and they it was just fun. It caught me way off guard, but good thing I knew about it way before then. But it just... Yeah, it just maybe a one-off can work. Well, I agree. And that's the exception is if the bride is okay with it or if she's on board with Mm -hmm. it, then I think that's fine. Okay, one thing that I've seen that I loved. So I don't know if you guys have seen this. Have you seen this with the the jars, right? Yeah, super cool. So what happens is you have two jars, one for the bride, one for the groom. And you basically tell your guests, like, whoever has the most money will get cake smashed in their face. And so basically you're getting your family, friends, your wedding party to start basically betting against you. So you're putting as much money as you can into those jars. We've done weddings where we've collected over $1,000 for them. (laughs) (laughs) For me, I guess that's worth it. If you want to smash cake in my face for 1000 bucks, maybe. Yeah, I can't see that. I know, it's not going (laughs) to. I'm talking big. You can't. But if there is no dollar amount, then don't put those jars out and don't even think about that game. Exactly. Okay, Wes, what about the first dance? What are your thoughts on the first dance? I think the first dance is one of the most special dances because that's officially, besides their grand entrance and coming in as a new married couple, that's their first time spending time alone, actual time alone where they can just look at each other and for the next minute and a half to three minutes, literally just enjoy each other. So I I, I love the first dance. I really do. What if they don't want to dance? What if they don't want to be dancing? What if they're not dancers? As an MC, we follow what you give us if you don't want this then we're not gonna do it we're not gonna be like oh no you have to do it it's part of the tradition no it's your wedding what you guys feel comfortable doing you guys do stay with us we'll be right back tessa what is the best thing you can have on a hot summer wedding day 
Gosh, Joe, honestly, there is nothing better than fine time shave ice. I love fine time shave ice. So good. Honestly, it's the soft ice, the variety of syrups and flavors, and their toppings. Their toppings are incredible from ice cream to mochi balls to condensed milk. It is amazing. Stop. I'm getting so hungry. I know. Well, if you want some, check it out. Fine time shave ice. And check out their company and all their delicious flavors on our show notes. Do it now. I think this one can be a little trickier and Mm. let me explain why, right? I'm talking about parent dances. So father, daughter, mother, son. I think, you know, what we're seeing a lot more now is a couple things, right? Your parents may not be attending or they may not be here with us anymore, or they may not have a great relationship with their parents, or they may be closer with someone else, maybe a friend, maybe part of their family that is not blood related. What do you see? Or I guess, what are your thoughts on these parent dances that we call them? Again, parent dances are on you as a couple. Um, This is one dance you have to really put kind of time and effort into thinking of. So like how Tess said that there are people that aren't close with their parents or their parents aren't here or their parents are separated, which is normal in life today. So we ask the clients to make sure, are your parents together? Are you close? Are you going to have the parents dance? I've seen where bride, her dad had passed away a few months prior to her wedding. So it was one of the up in the air, but I reminded the bride on our last meeting. She's like, I don't know if I really want to do this. It's too hard. I said, is there anybody close in your life that you would want to dance with besides your dad? And she's like, I want to dance with my brother. I said, then hold a picture of your dad while dancing with your brother. And for some odd reason at that time, it just something inside of me, something spoke to me and I caught the uncles up after. So it became not just her brother, but her uncles also. And it was just such a moment. And after that, the bride said, thank you so much. I think that's something, though, that I, I, I like what you said, that it, you do have to do a little bit of homework. Right. We had a wedding recently where the bride's mom and dad were separated. She had a stepfather who had been very much involved in her life. He wanted to do a dance with his stepdaughter and he pulled us to the side. Hey, can we do this? This is important to me. They hadn't talked about doing it before. So again, like if the bride said no, that might've been really awkward, right? But they didn't have that conversation before. And so I think it is really like, if you're thinking about parent dances, if you have mixed families, you know, and it might be more complicated, talk about it before the wedding. A lot of our couples have children. And Mm -hmm. so I like when they dance with their kids, right? I think that's cute. Or also I do a lot of weddings with older couples. So their their kids may be, you know, in their 20s or so. But I love when they they do the dances with their children. You know, I think it's so special. I call it a family dance. If I know Mm -hmm. the family dynamics well enough to where I I can pull up the family, I'm like, wait, wait, hold on. We're going to add some more people. We're going to call our immediate family to come up here. And it's just that moment in time you can see it. Those are memories you cannot recreate ever again. Um, Here's one that I want to talk about, Wes. Speeches, toasts and speeches. I think we've talked about this a lot on our show. There's definitely a sweet spot if you're doing speeches where it's like exciting and informative and, and like meaningful. And then where it's too long and it drags on and everyone's falling asleep and you've lost that energy. You lost that like vibe from the reception. What, how do you make toasts or speeches exciting? 
So this is the part where we, as entertainers and wedding planners, we hold on to our seats. Because when we hear speeches, we don't know what's going to go on. Like, we can prep them all we want. Tess can probably attest to this. You got two minutes to do your speech. We don't know how that two minutes is going. It can either go all right or straight left field. So it's it's a very, like, cringe. It's not a cringe worthy, but it's just uh, hold on to your seat. Like, pay attention. This is when you need to fully pay attention. My DJ's on standby. I'm on standby. So if the bride looks at me or the groom looks at me and they're like this, I tell my DJ, cut the mic, cut the mic. <laughs> Have you had to cut the mic before? Yes. Yes. I've, I've, had, I've had way too drunk friends come up. It's always the drunk ones. It's always always alcohol. My favorite groomsman speech fail was the drunk groom who kept on rereading the script and he didn't remember that he had read that (laughs) same paragraph over and over. And finally they had to pull him. I mean, it was really (laughs) awesome. The best one was um, I actually had um, a few brides and groomsmen actually erase their phone. She's like, I just erased my speech and we're like oh god what are you serious i think in like like google notes or apple notes or whatever if you delete it there's no like undelete right when brides in um the bridesmaids or groomsmen they're nervous the groomsmen not too much the bridesmaids are always the one more nervous i say you know what don't look at your paper because you're gonna get lost like if you are that nervous speak from your heart because from your heart it comes out more naturally it's hard i think it's still hard to give a speech like it still makes me nervous so I would read from the paper word for word. <laughs> See, but for me, if for like an MC part, it was, it was, they, I got to think of it, yeah, from your side too, like if you don't do speaking too much, it does become nerve-wracking and I can see it. I can see it every time I do a wedding. Or if you speak too much. Tessa had a party last year and her speech was 15 minutes. It was 13. 15. 13. <laughs> Damn, I would have slept. I was so shocked. I shocked myself and everyone there. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> Guess who's not coming this year? <laughs> I know, it's too bad. One other thing that I want to talk about with regards to speeches and toasts is, again, a lot of times people have a bunch of them. And they want to, you know, get into the dancing. So they're saying, hey, let's do it during dinner. What are your thoughts, I guess, when couples tell you they want to do their speeches and toast during dinner? Again, this goes back up to the preparation. If these people just want to have a good time, if they just want to have fun, as soon as the last person grabs their plate, we're going straight into the speeches so we can get that out of the way because that's going to take the biggest amount of time. And by that time, everybody should be done eating dinner. So I, I, I like it. Okay, I want to hear your pro tip. What is the right amount of speeches and how long should they be before you lose everyone's attention? So I would say two, two to four speeches. And it depends on who you pick to speak. You know how everybody has that one cousin that comes to family parties and just crazy? (laughs) Yes, we do. We cannot have that at a wedding. So you need to find four people, two to four people that mean something to you and that you know that you don't have to worry when they open their mouth. They're not going to go left field. They're going to stay on track. Right. I like that. Okay. Last one is last dance. What are your thoughts on, again, the couple doing a last dance at the end of the night by themselves? I love it. I love that idea so much because during the wedding, it's so much moving parts. Like you're not really enjoying it. You got to talk to people. You got to eat. You're trying to have fun. You're just trying to enjoy the time. But the last dance when no one's there, you get to just think about the last five hours that flew by like nothing. And you're like, we did it. This is us. 
we get to have this time alone and we get to just think about what happened in the last five hours and enjoy your their time again by themselves so i am totally for it i love it it might add another five minutes to us being there but i don't care i like that perspective though i I guess i don't think about that as like yeah this is your final your final moment together and you get to have that by yourselves i think that's cool i think from like i would imagine from a coordinator's perspective it's a nightmare because you have to move everybody out of the ballroom you have to move everybody out to 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 clear that space it's not even that bad like so you look at the timing last call usually happens at some hotels at 9 30 all right at 9 40 we need everybody to leave the ballroom please we're going to do something um we just need everybody to move so we try and scurry them off as best as we can i think it is the best thing that's happened this year because i've done a few wes thank you so much for being on our show today we've had so much fun i know it's been like a little bit delayed trying to get you on the program i know (laughs) but you're here (laughs) but you're here before we end can you share some information to our listeners about your company and how they can find out more about you so my company is from above entertainment um you can find us on instagram you can find us on our webpage from above entertainment.com and pretty much we can do anything that you desire to do um mc dj lighting cold sparks walking on the cloud photo boots um everything is inclusive with us so we we're almost a one-stop shop We've been doing it for the last eight years coming up, and I've loved every minute of it. Wes, we're so glad that you're here, and we're glad that we finally brought you on. I know it's been four seasons, but here you are. So thanks again. Listeners, if you have any questions for us about emceeing, how to elevate your reception, give us a shout out. If not, we will see you next time. Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Unveiling Paradise. If you enjoy our show, please follow us and rate us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. It would really mean a lot. And don't forget to also get on our mailing list and follow us on Instagram. Just do it already. Until next time, this is Tessa. And this is Joe. And don't forget, your happily ever after is just a plane ride away. <laughs>